This is the Affirm America podcast, where we stand up and speak out affirming American excellence. Coming to you deep in the heart of the Midwest, located in an undisclosed log cabin on the outskirts of town, your host, Marquis Vandemark. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Affirm America podcast. On this Friday morning, October 21st, 2022, thanks for joining us. I'm your host, Marquise Vandemark. Got a beautiful day on tap today. Sun's coming up over the horizon. We're going to have some nice temperatures today in the low 70s. little Indian summer celebration today. Hey, if you haven't subscribed yet, run over to uh, the subscribe button and drop in your email address. We'll send you out a notice when our episode comes out once a day. All right, these are your top five headlines for this Friday morning. Let's start off with headline number five. State Department funds drag shows in Ecuador. Let's fund drag shows internationally while our citizens face massive inflation. Fox News. The U.S. Department of State has awarded more than $20,000 for a cultural center in Ecuador to host drag theater performances in the name of diversity and inclusion. The State Department awarded a $20,600 grant on September 23rd to the Centro Equatoriano Norte Americano, CEN, a nonprofit organization supported by the U.S. Embassy and Consulate in Ecuador to promote diversity and inclusion in the region. From the National Review, the initiative is part of the State Department's broader public diplomacy program, which is designed to support the achievement of U.S. foreign policy goals and objectives, advance national interests, and enhance national security by informing and influencing foreign publics and by expanding and strengthening the relationships between the people and the government of the United States and citizens of the rest of the world. Wow, what a woke... State Department, unbelievable that they would be spreading that trash all across the country. That's the problem with the U.S. It's the leader in the world, and it's leading the world down a path of insanity and inclusion and diversity, which is code word for Marxist socialist ideology, transgenderism. All this are just part of a mass socialist takeover, communist takeover, and the fact that our State Department is funding this this nonsense, really tells you we're in deep doo-doo, and we really need to stand up, guys. We need to write to our State Department, write our officials, complain about this, spending money on drag shows. I mean, come on. Really? Seriously? And you're trying to promote this in our kindergarten classes and schools? Now you know why people are in an uproar. And why we got to vote here November 8th if you want to save America and save the world. That's the reality of the situation. All right, headline number four. California Republicans look to Lan He Chen to revive party. From the Wall Street Journal, Republicans haven't won a statewide office since 2006 when Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger was reelected. Democrats hold supermajorities in the state legislature in 42 of 53 U.S. House seats. After beating back a recall challenge last fall, Governor Gavin Newsom is cruising to re-election. Yet Republicans are showing signs of revival, with four Democratic House seats unexpectedly competitive. The state controller's race will test whether a GOP 
candidate with a compelling message and background can win statewide. From the Capitol Weekly, he has gained the support of Democrat Gloria Romero, who was a state senator and served as Democratic Majority Leader of the State Senate from 2005 through 2008. Chen, endorsed by the L.A. Times and Sacramento Bee, is needed to put a monkey wrench in a system that is wasting taxpayer dollars, Romero said. She said he can make it stop churning so we, the people, can have a better sense of what's going on. All right, well, California has been a Democratic stronghold for a long time, and you can see what happens when you have a single-party rule. You ruin the state. You bankrupt the state. California is uh, getting ready to fall off into the Pacific Ocean. You've got homeless people living under the bridges and on the street corners and off-ramps of the freeway. I mean, it's it's just uh, a mess out there. If you've ever, ever traveled out in Los Angeles, it's, it's, it's getting worse and worse every year. When I lived out there, late 70s, it wasn't nearly as bad as it is today. So it uh, looks like uh, maybe a very small glimpse of hope with uh, Lan He Chen to revive the party, and maybe we can see a revival out there in California and bring that Golden State back in line with fiscal responsibilities, following the law, and get rid of all this far-leftist radical ideology like Gavin Newsom has been promoting since he's been the governor. All right, headline number three. 86% of Americans believe China's military is a problem. Wall Street Journal, China's military is emerging as a true competitor to the U.S. under Xi Jinping. The People's Liberation Army now has hypersonic missiles that evade most defenses, a technology the U.S. is still developing. Its attack drones can swarm to paralyze communication networks. China's naval ships outnumber Americans. And it launched its third aircraft carrier this summer, the first to be designed and built in the country. Its defense budget is second only to the U.S.'s. China's military has more serving members at around 2 million, compared with just under 1.4 million in the U.S. The question for Mr. Xi, which he has raised in public, is whether those forces are ready for battle. Epoch Times, some 86% of Americans said that they consider China's military, the People's Liberation Army, to be a problem. Well, hey, there's no doubt about that, my friends. China is on the rise militarily. They're threatening Taiwan. They're making inroads in foreign countries like Brazil and, and Africa, waving their money around and influencing them in ways that are not going to be good for the world order. And China is on the move. Their 100-year march, their one-China policy is in full swing, and America seems to be declining. So again, elections are coming up here on November the 8th. We need to turn this big ship around and make a correction. Otherwise, we're all doomed. That's the reality, folks. All right, headline number two. Housing market sees home sales decline for the eighth straight month. Wall Street Journal, U.S. existing home sales fell for an eighth straight month in September as rising mortgage rates made more purchases less affordable. Sales of previously owned homes declined 1.5% in September from the prior month to a seasonally adjusted annual rate of 4.71 million, the weakest rate since May of 2020. September sales fell 23.8% from a year earlier. Existing home sales have dropped 27% from their recent peak in January as the Federal Reserve's actions to increase interest rates 
have pushed many prospective home buyers out of the market. Well, yeah, this is, uh, this is the recession. This is the slowdown. This is the problem we have with inflation, rising interest rates. Just a year ago, interest rates were in the threes. Now they're in the upper sixes and uh, low sevens. And it's just pricing everybody out of the market. And home prices have soared. Now, they're starting to come down because they're, it's a supply-demand issue. There's not as many people out there purchasing. So they have to be more competitive, and the prices will come down. But that's not helping those out there that are on fixed budgets. And when you have a slowing economy, people are going to start losing their jobs, and it's going to be more difficult. And then we get into an area called stagflation. So buckle up your seats. It's going to be a rough ride here for the next few years. I'm, I'm just telling you now, prepare yourself. And uh, the best we can do right now is vote on November the 8th. And you got to do it, folks. And you got to vote the Democrats out. They're the big problem. They created this mess in two years. Just get out and do it. That's all I can say. All right, headline number one. CDC panel unanimously votes to add COVID vaccine to list of recommended child vaccinations. ABC, COVID-19 shots should be added to the lists of recommended vaccinations for kids and adults, a panel of U.S. vaccine experts said Thursday. The panel's unanimous decision has no immediate effect. COVID-19 shots already are recommended for virtually all Americans. Rather, it would put the shots on the annually updated formal lists of what vaccinations doctors should be routinely offering to their patients alongside shots for polio, measles, and hepatitis. The expert panel's decisions are almost always adopted by the CDC director and then sent to doctors as part of the government's advice on how to prevent disease. Ron DeSantis, as long as I am governor in Florida, there will not be a COVID-19 vaccine mandate for children in our schools. Axios, more than 20 states have already prohibited COVID vaccine from being required for students. California won't mandate shots this school year. The earliest COVID-19 vaccines would be re required for school attendance is July 1st, 2023. Okay, well, first of all, we need to think back at how the World Health Organization and their relationship to the CDC and the CCP is very suspect. And the fact that uh, with all of the Project Veritas inside information on Pfizer and, and some of the corruption going on there within the vaccine big pharma business and the release of the movie, the Anthony Fauci, the real Anthony Fauci movie.com. You can go check that out. Robert Kennedy Jr. wrote a book on it and how the big pharma is very corrupt. And now they're trying to push that vaccine onto our young children who are very low risk. And some of the vaccine situations, accidents that have happened, the side effects, the deaths from the vaccine that Naomi Wolf has been reporting about really makes us wonder and, and be very uh, suspicious when the CDC passes these mandated vaccines. And some of the states are not following this direction. The federal government has really no power to make those kind of mandates. Uh, I got a feeling the uh, parents are going to be very upset about this. They're going to see a lot of pushback. And this is, uh, is going to be coming in the new year. So best thing we can do, guys, 
November 8th. Mark it on your calendar. Don't forget about it. In fact, get out and vote now. Georgia is already breaking records on early voting. All right, those are your top five headlines for this uh, Friday, October 21st, 2022. Thanks for joining us this morning. We'll see you early next week on Monday. God bless you. See you then. This is the Affirm America podcast with your host, Marquis Vandemark. And let's never forget, America is great and we affirm it. 